Would you like a little more foreplay in your life? I mean, specifically brain foreplay. Well then, tune in to the most dynamic host, Dr. Rick Perea, performance psychologist to professional athletes and the stars. No failure is final and no topic is off limits. It's time to get real and get your checkup from the neck up here at Brain Foreplay on Mental Monday. Good morning, people, and welcome to Brain Foreplay, where you get your checkup from the neck up on Mental Mondays. I am Dr. Rick Perea, PhD in psychology, and I come at you every Mental Monday to give you a nugget, a little inspiration to be your very best. The reason we call it Brain Foreplay is we give you foreplay for your brain so you can go out and be the best you can from the neck up. Today I want to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart that I work with organizations um, about regularly, and that's leadership. It's an often used word, um, and if you go on the internet and look for leadership um, symposiums and conferences, you can find a lot of them. But unfortunately, leadership in the United States, I don't think, has been really actualized the way it should be, because leadership really takes into account human behavior, the psychology of a, of a person, and really it doesn't examine all the dynamics that go into leadership. In other words, I think we oversimplify it. And I'm going to give you a few examples today. So as many of you know, I, I've worked in the NFL and I still continue to work in the NFL with individual players and coaches, developing them in their, in their skills, communication skills, leadership skills. Recently, the Indianapolis Colts fired their head coach, Frank Reich. And they hired a guy named Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience. And he's their interim coach, so he'll be their coach for the rest of their season. But it raised a lot of eyebrows when the owner, Jim Ursay, hired Jeff Saturday because he has no coaching experience. But that, to me, is not the interesting part. The interesting part is, in the press conference, the owner said, I'm glad he doesn't have any experience as a coach because I'm tired of too many NFL coaches that come into the job scared. I have long held the opinion, because as a psychologist in the NFL, I get to see the meat and potatoes behind the scenes. I get to sit in the meetings from the ownership, executive vice president, general manager, head coach, all the way down to the players. And I have seen what he's talking about. We have coaches that coach to not lose their job. They don't coach necessarily to win. They coach not to lose their job. And I've literally heard these words come out of a head coach's mouth. If I can survive through two coaching cycles, meaning contract durations, then I'll be set, okay? The average coach in the NFL makes between seven and $12 million a year. And if you do that times three to four to five years, the average duration of a contract times two, 
Yeah, they're set. But they're not coaching necessarily out of passion, compassion. And further, very few of the head coaches, assistant coaches in the NFL have had formal training in leadership competency and acumen. So my point is this. We've got to get better, not just in the NFL, not just in the NBA, not just in Major League Baseball, but in everyday industries at coaching leadership. Now, here's a word you don't often hear when we talk about leadership. Followership. Followership. I want you to understand something. You have no leaders unless you have followers. So inherently, there's got to be followers to be leaders. Now, something else to think about. If followers do not drink the Kool-Aid of their leaders, you, the leadership falls on deaf ears. So what we have to understand, there is a psychological interdependence between leaders and followers that we must understand. Because if your followers are not consenting or drinking the Kool-Aid of their leaders, they will not listen. They will not comply. They will not march to the leadership of who's communicating with them. And we don't have enough strong leaders. I have worked for seven NFL teams. And I can tell you this, leadership skills are scarce. Now, most people would not believe that. They would believe that through the experience of becoming a coach, an assistant coach, a coordinator, a head coach, but there's a lot of owners that don't understand how to interview and measure and value leadership. So we've got to do a much better job, those of us that are experts in leadership, that have been trained in leadership. My PhD is in industrial organizational psychology, which means we learn how to how to help organizations perform at peak levels. Who runs organizations? Human capital, AKA people. And so when we learn leadership in the organizational context, and by the way, all pro teams are organizations at a core level, we understand leadership better than anybody out there. And someone might say, well, I've coached for 20 years. I've coached for 30 years. I've literally heard that. Okay, I've literally heard an NFL coach tell me, I've coached for 20 years, I should know leadership. You would think, but I've also seen coaches like that stand in front of a team and they can't command a room. They don't have the content. They don't have the acumen to lead these men. And that's why you see so many failures, so many failures in hires. People hire for the wrong reason. So going back to the owner for the Indianapolis Colts, who hired Jeff Saturday with zero coaching experience. I like the move. I'm not saying it's going to be successful, but I like the move because the industry needs to shift. Let me give you another example. In academia, in higher education, in college, for many years, the presidents of universities were academics. They were PhDs. They were someone that had rose through the ranks as provost and all the way to president. And then someone got the idea that, you know what? What if we hired a president that was an expert in raising funds for our university? So some of the smaller private universities hired presidents that have 
a financial acumen for raising funds and bringing in money. Guess what? The industry began to shift. And now you see so many universities that have presidents that understand the financial side of running an organization. Has nothing to do with academics. You have provosts. You have chairs of departments that understand the academic side. So I say that Jim Ursay is onto something. And this is the cutting edge of leadership. You don't have to have a head coach that knows football per se to lead men. I'll repeat that. You do not need a head coach that understands football to lead those men the best that he can. You have an offensive coordinator that does the game planning every week. You have a defensive coordinator that gets the defense in the right spot every week. You need a CEO-esque person that can lead that organization verbally, vocally, human, has compassion, that loves people. I once designed a shirt for an NFL team that says, people first. And it was our way. It was our way to value people first. We won a world championship with that team, by the way. And we weren't the best team in the NFL, personnel-wise, okay? So it's about leadership. <coughs> the other thing I'll say about leadership is we've got to value followership more than we do. Understand that interdependence. Understand that if we don't empower followers, our leaders won't be effective. And if we share power, this is the key, people. We've got to share power with followers. Leader, great leaders understand that you share power. I once worked with an NFL team where the head coach would let the players design their practice plan one day a week. One day a week. Now, if you ask most coaches in the NFL to do that, they'd say, Heck no, we're not doing that. I'm going to lead this because they'll just have fun. They'll just plan games. You know what? What would be so bad at having one day a week where the team went to a bowling alley, where the team went to a movie, where the team just did a powwow? You know what you'll hear? We don't have time for that. We've got to work on scheme. We've got to work on our game plan. Leaders, I'll finish by saying this. You have got to understand that you're leading people. People that have a whole psychology to who they are, that who they're valued as. If you look at your people in your organization as commodities, as whatever they do for you, director of operations, whatever they are, only you will not come close to maximizing their potential. But when they know you value them as people, as people first, then your leadership will empower the followers. And that's the key. The leadership, followership, interdependence, so that they can drink your Kool-Aid and you can be the best leader you can be every day. Thank you for joining us here on Brain Foreplay, where you get your checkup from the neck up on Mental Mondays. Don't forget to join us next week, same place, same time, to get your checkup from the neck up, fortified by foreplay. That's brain foreplay. And please remember to subscribe to this channel wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>